Hey everyone, welcome to the Geek Remix Podcast, close to Halloween not edition. Not Pixel Squirt. Pix- yeah, this is not Pixel Squirt. <laughs> but if you want to listen to Pixel Squirt, you can find it on SoundCloud or any of your podcast applications and soon to be coming to SoundCloud. Apparently I didn't know people put their podcast. Spotify. Spotify. Oh my God. It's coming somewhere. You'll get there. You'll find it. it. You can find it on SoundCloud and you can find it on Pornhub right now. But you can get it on any of your podcast apps, and I'll try to put it on Spotify. But Pixel Squirt, people don't seem to know that it still exists. It's here. It's alive. We just can't put There's it on There's even YouTube. a video version on Pornhub, if you dare. <laughs> if you dare. It's, which I, I don't think you should. Yeah, I... I think you should not dare. Just the audio version, we give you all the information you really need, and it protects your little eyeballs from seeing things you don't want to see. No human should have to see. (laughs) That no one should have to see. Yeah. But, yeah, so, but it's awesome, but it's not awesome. It makes me want to die. Anyway. Yeah. First up on the news today. Cowboy Bebop Netflix series halts production after John Cho was injured on set. They're describing, so, for those who are not already familiar, there's going to be a live-action Cowboy Bebop Netflix series. Hopefully it is better than the Death Note one. It won't be, and I don't trust. I, yeah. I'm just happy that they got an actual Asian person this time. That's always good, I feel like. Um, so, but apparently, they've been, I guess they were shooting it, and he had some sort of knee injury, but he has, like, they were saying it's, like, a nine-month, like, recovery time, so it's, like, I don't know if it's, I hope he didn't, like, tear his ACL or something, but. I wonder if they can get him a stunt double or something maybe well but the way that they described it was that it was like this like like he like stumbled on a curb like it was something like really basic and like not a stunt you've never like really hurt yourself over something extremely minor no aside (laughs) from no 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 well that's unless you count like stubbing or running into things Mm. like uh, I stub my toes a lot Um, I smash my knees into my bed frame all the time and a couple of times I have just straight up walked into a door frame. My knee on this side sometimes it just slips they can't out see of what place. Size. On my right side sometimes it just slips out of place. It's really weird. And I always have to like pop it it's back like, in. Whoa. It's like this one ligament in the back. I don't. I don't. I don't want to talk about it because it's gonna start freaking me out. Mm-hmm. And so I'll start thinking about it too much. I have absolutely zero faith in this, simply because that's just how it is. With these things. Maybe they'll have learned their lesson, but I'd rather be pleasantly surprised than... Getting your hopes up? Yeah. I, I can see that. With the Death Note one, I don't understand what they were thinking. They just did the opposite of anything anyone liked about it. Yeah. I feel like what was really shitty about the Death Note one was that, like... All of the things about the original that were so, that made it stand out so much were, like, they changed all of those things. Like... And having Willem Dafoe as the Kami was, no, Shinigami was such a good choice. Yeah. And then everything else was trash. Um, I think the number one trash decision in that, for me, was um, changing light light to be a like sympathetic 
Loser. Loser. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole point is that he was a good person before he found the Death Note, and the Death Note made him into this horrible mastermind. So I, the way I, the way it always like felt to me, because I rewatched this like within the past like year or two, the way it felt to me was that like it was, it's almost like underneath it all, he had that person inside of him, mm-hmm. like. That even though he's like, oh, I'm like a good student and whatever, like inside of him, there's like this darkness where he's like, it oh. literally took him a whole day to suddenly decide a he whole was God. fucking day to be like, oh, you know what? I, I could be God. <laughs> <laughs> and it just comes from that that saying absolute power corrupts all corrupts. Absolutely. Yeah, corrupts. Absolutely. And yeah. that's so true. Because he really was a genuinely good person. And then it just spiraled. No, no, no. But the point is, even genuinely good people, a lot of people point to dictators in the last hundred years where they had good intentions. And then as soon as they got the power, they just started killing everybody. Yeah. Like Stalin, I'm sure he believed at the beginning, that he wanted to do good things. Yeah. And the next thing you know, he's just killing everybody. That's interesting, because I actually, I didn't really ever consider him to be a good person. I interpreted it more as, like, he was, like, kind of like a type A, like, controlling personality. Well, as soon as they took the memories of the Death Note away, he turned back into this noble person. But I Mm. think the only thing holding him back from it from becoming a monster. The, the monster was the fact that he had limitations on his ability to do things about what he thought was unjust. But yeah, so I guess then the question is like, if that's if if the power is all it takes, like, does that mean you are still a good person? No, it's the point. I think the point, in my opinion, is everybody who got a hold of the Death Note, except for blonde hair late girl, who just genuinely must have been cool like they all turned into these awful people yeah they oh, all wait are you talking about misa was yeah her name? but even she became wait, but... a little bit of a bad person yeah i thought that she was actually i remember her being pretty bad but she was bad in an adorable way so i let that slide what? <laughs> <laughs> she was she, cute she looked cute doing it so it's fine she looked awesome but also light did not deserve a goth gf no he did not deserve a big titty goth gf no. Misa, Misa. Misa, Misa. Misa, Misa deserved better. <laughs> yeah. But I guess she's like the Harley Quinn of manga, huh? Probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't honestly, like, watch a lot of anime, but that's how her character type always kind of struck me. The one thing I really like about Death Note is they don't get really weird with the sexual stuff. Not that I don't, like, I watch hentai sometimes, but when I'm trying Listen, to enjoy... we all need a good tentacle every now and then. Yeah, so every time, every once in a while I see every orifice filled with a thing and fluids everywhere. Yeah. It's just, I want to enjoy an anime without it being really, really creepy. Because Death Note, we creep a little bit on Misa Misa, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Other animes where I'm trying to be, I'm, like, interested in what's going on, and then suddenly a pair of breasts just start wobbling into frame, and I'm like, what? What? Like, <laughs> um, This reminds me of, 
I think it was in The Devil is a Part-Timer where I loved everything about it except that they spend a lot of time talking about and focusing on like a th- one of the 13-year-old characters' boobs. Yeah, that was really and uncomfortable. I was like, and I, yeah, and I was just like, I was like, I am like really uncomfortable with this. Everything else about it was like pretty fun. Yeah, Knights of Sidonia is really cool except for the fact that they're like, and now we have to have a part where the suits go up the urethra of all the girls. And I was like, what uh, is happening? But they saved it <laughs> by having the main protagonist fall in love. Spoilers. For the next 30 seconds, the main protagonist falls in love with a five-story tall alien hybrid mm-hmm. who he talks to via one of its tentacles. Mm. So. Anime anime and i respected that (laughs) (laughs) um this one is a quick one so i don't know if you've seen all the resident evil 2 mods but somebody took the goose from untitled goose game and made it mr x (laughs) so if you like play this little thing it shows it Lifting up the... And it has his hat. (laughs) Can you imagine, like... So, the part that we're watching, if you're just listening to the audio of this, it's the part where um, you walk around the corner and Mr. X lifts up the chopper. (laughs) But instead, it's this, like, goose, like, pushing it with its (laughs) giant wing, like, this humongous goose. No, it makes sense. I like the energy. I liked all the, um... The the mods for Resident Evil 2 where they replaced him with Thomas the Tank Engine. Fuck. And it was like... Also... Which is also my favorite vine. Oh, and I liked it when it was like, X gonna give it to you! X gonna give it to you! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Boom! Oh my god. God, there's gotta be more. Those were so good. I really like the Resident Evil 2 memes. Yeah. Those were good memes. That was a really... You know how, like... It was a good meme game. You know how some games just come along, and it's just, like, for whatever reason, it's, like, like, Until Dawn is one that I always think of as, like, a meme game. Good, good memes. Good meme content. Yeah. I like it when the memes come. Yeah. Um... So, to follow up on our conversation from last week, um, a Magic the Gathering pro... Uh, was inspired by Blitz Chung to... Okay, so Hall of Famer Lee Shi Tian used his win at the Mythic Championship to support ongoing protests in Hong Kong. So there's not too much to say about this aside from the fact that more people have been kind of... Uh, Don't let them off the hook. Oh, what? some Hearth ga- Hearthstone Collegiate League people yeah. also sacrificed themselves to the beast. Well, they held up a sign... And they got banned for six months. Mm-hmm. A collegiate team for Hearthstone, right? Mm-hmm. Or was it? And they were the very first people who were going to be on the t- the Twitch channel. Yeah. And they're like, we got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, fuck you, Blizzard. So, I like that everyone's keep. I they have to keep the train going because they canceled an event. For Blizzard, they canceled the. Um, no, they canceled two events. They canceled the Switch opening for for Overwatch. They canceled the party for that, mm-hmm. and then they canceled a Taiwan one. Yeah. So, don't keep keep making them do that. Yeah. Or don't if you don't feel like it. It's not your responsibility. Oh, but this is um. Well, can you finish? 
And uh, people are saying to me, well, why don't you care about the NBA or Apple? And I was like, well, I don't have an Apple phone. I haven't bought anything from Apple in a while. Mm -hmm. And I don't care about sports. But the thing that I cover is video games. That's my sphere of influence. So Mm -hmm. that's why I'm talking about this. I don't understand why anyone's standing China right now. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah, so... um, so to like piggyback off of this, have you heard about that movie Abominable about the like s- snow monster? Anyway, it, so it was created with like what with an animation company, but also it was like backed by China. So there's a part where they show a map and the map is in like according to China, this is the map. This is like China and like other countries were like fuck you, like, we are not part of China. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's a couple countries now that are not showing the movie because they asked the company to, like, redraw the map so that we are, like, our own country. Mm-hmm. And China was like, meh. Well, no, didn't... Uh, yeah, China also made Gucci or one of, all, one of those yes. things with the T-shirt. And that's... I remember people... I know I talked about this last podcast, but people were so upset that the... Tibetan monk got whitewashed by that woman when it was China who made them do it. <laughs> I had no idea about that. I wish that more people knew about that because I feel like people I remember pe- people were upset about it but they didn't know. I think it's because they weren't, weren't saying anything. Yeah. Until the director said you can't have a movie that says that Tibet is a country when a billion people disagree with you and like that's why he had to do it. That's so whack. Yeah. Whack. That's, yeah, that's whack, yo. That's whack. It's whack. That's what that is. It's whack. Very cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so we don't have to talk, like, too much more about this, but I just, you know. You no, know, don't forget. Because I, okay, I know I keep talking. We were like, let's not talk about it. One more thing. One more thing. Just as a reminder, the reason why Tiananmen Square got away with it is because China was able to completely control the media there. There are people in China who think Tiananmen Square never happened and the West made it all up. The only reason everyone in Hong Kong isn't being mass murdered right now is because of social media exists and everybody is looking. Right now, TikTok and a lot of other platforms are censoring um, Hong Kong messages. Like, no joke. Yeah. So... You ha- you really do have to not forget on this one because they have committed huge mass murders in public before and just told people's families they ran away. They're not above this. Girl- people are going missing. Yeah, I saw that about the girl. Yeah, yeah. you know, she she killed herself by cutting herself into pieces somehow. Yeah. But what? I- yeah, what? <laughs> What, did she walk through that thing in uh, the Resident Evil movie, just slice herself into cubes? Yeah, that must have been what happened, yeah. not because she, on the video right before she went missing, she was saying, stay safe, it's dangerous out here, all I'm doing is existing, and I'm going to find the captain because I have to do something, and then she went to missing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? And even if someone was like, well, maybe there's a serial killer going... Like, they're not killing that many people. Someone... That's, there's not enough time. <laughs> not enough time in the day. <laughs> What's more likely? Some guy going around killing people? Okay, likely. But what's more likely? The oppressive police of a dictator, huge 
country trying to silence people and put them into fear. That mm-hmm. come on, but don't let it go off your radar because as soon as it does, they're gonna kill them. Mm-hmm. And don't comment that they're not. They are. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to... We have a bunch of other news to get to, but I wanted, like, so badly to talk about this movie. Um, So I saw the movie Parasite, uh, like, at the end of last week. So this is from... Go up at the... Go down. (laughs) Sorry. I'm trying to remember the director's name, because I... He's the guy that did um, Snowpiercer... Bong Joon-ho... I'm probably saying that wrong. Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. He's the guy that directed Snowpiercer. He also did several other films that did, like, I think Oksha was also an English-language film. It sounds familiar. Um, So, but Parasite is incredibly good. I recommend um, not looking up too, too much about it. Like, the basic premise that I can, that is not, like, that is spoiler-friendly is that there's a wealthy family who ends up hiring a kid from a poor family. This is in South Korea. Hires a kid from a poor family to be their high school daughter's English tutor. Mm-hmm. And the movie is kind of a story about, like, the class differences between, like, the poor family and the rich family. And But there's actually, like, a lot of, like, really good humor in it that, like, completely took me by surprise. And there's also a lot of really fucked up stuff in it because I don't know if you remember Snowpiercer, but it goes to some fucked up places. And so does this movie. So be be warned, like, Sounds I guess. Sounds like the premise to the movie, to the 1980-something movie Society. I'm not familiar with that, Mari. Please tell us about it. Um, it's about a society? It's about society. It's about this kid and... He live. He is in a rich family, but he was adopted, so mm-hmm. there's something different about him. But then he realizes that every something's not quite right with everybody, mm-hmm. and he starts noticing things. And he tells his therapist about what he finds out. Mm-hmm. His therapist disappears. <laughs> oh, great! The recording he had to prove what he had seen disappears. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the same premise. I don't haven't seen your movie, but then it gets a little out of control. Yeah. Some funny things happen. But basically, rich people are parasites who absorb r- poor people. Yeah. This isn't really, doesn't really have the supernatural oh, okay. element to it. This is more of like a thriller about like families and class structures and oh, okay. stuff. So, uh, but, like, definitely some humorous stuff in it. I also, like, I, I'm normally not the person to, like, after I watch a movie to, like, go look up a bunch of articles about it and, like, learn everything about it. But, um, you know, the film is in Korean, so I watched it with English subtitles. And although I didn't feel like I missed anything, it, at t- uh, there were a few moments where I was like, oh, like, that's clearly a cultural reference. Like, I wonder what that's about. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, looking up all this stuff about it. Um, it's just a really good movie. It's, like, it's one of those movies where I thought about it for, like, a long time afterwards because I was like, wow, there's, like, a lot of, like, layers here. And I feel like there's just... It has, like, a lot of commentary without being, like, so up its own ass that you're, like, okay, we get it, commentary. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm 
um, the sense of humor was really good. So, um, so today's podcast is actually sponsored by, I believe it's the Indiana University Press. So hold on, don't click that yet. So, um, I feel, so if you are Indiana University, so Indiana University Press sponsored us. If you are a fan of comic books, especially Batman, or if you want to hear the story about like how like the later Batman movies got made. So this guy, Michael Uslan, e, Michael E. Uslan, um, he wrote a memoir. Basically, he is the producer of the Batman movies and was the world's first professor of comic books at Indiana University. Mm-hmm. Um, and he owned like something like 30,000 comic books as a kid. And he, like, saw the original Batman series in the 60s and was kind of like, wow, this is, like, really campy and goofy and, like, I'm not a huge fan. Um, And he basically was like, okay, like, I want to get, like, cooler Batman movies made. So he kind of, like, lobbied, like, these executives to just be kind of like, hey, like, can we make some, like, cooler Batman movies? Um, so I think it's, he started with Tim Burton's Batman in 1989, all the way through Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. He's been the producer on all of those. Um, he was also, you know, a professor, like a professor teaching like comic book lore. Um, I, they sent us a copy of the book. It's like a pretty good, it's a pretty good size, but it has like tons of pictures of comic books in it. It also has like scans of like original, like letters and like documents and a lot of photos. So it's like a really like fun read it's you know it doesn't read like a textbook um and then it also has like you know like I was looking through it and it has a lot of like he he has like a pretty good sense of humor um and I don't know I just thought it was like a really interesting book so anyway um there are they have um an offer for listeners of this podcast if you wanted to go pick up a copy of the book um, right now, for a limited time, Red Lightning Books and Indiana University Press are offering a special discount code available for listeners of this podcast for 30% off your copy of The Boy Who Loved Batman by Michael Uslan. You can go to www.iupress.indiana.edu and use the code BATMAN. That's www.iupress.indiana.edu for a 30% discount at checkout. So, and like I said, like, if you're a Batman fan, that seems pretty cool to me, so. I was trying to see if I could just put it on screen. Oh, yeah. Let's just use the, use the discount code yeah, Batman. Use, use the discount code Batman. And if you need a spelling of the link, it's the letter I u p r e s s dot i n d i a n a dot e d u thank you cool um okay so i know that everybody next next up the docket weekly expanse news with stacy weekly expanse news listen you know what this is like the expanse i feel like so I obviously like a lot of like nerdy things, but I feel like The Expanse is one of those things where like anytime there's like a whisper of news about The Expanse, I'm like, oh, it's The Expanse. Mm-hmm. They're writing about The Expanse. So um, I know we're all mad at Kickstarter right now, but there's a limited run um, Rosinante model, which is like the ship that they fly. They actually got like so 
there's this company that does these like essentially like do you want super cool like accurate like merch basically Mm -hmm. so they got like the models of like the actual ship and so they're making these like big it's i think the model size is like 18 to 20 inches Mm -hmm. there's like a whole bunch of other like cool like little medals and like things that you can get anyways it's on kickstarter i just thought if anybody else was interested they might be curious about it so oh here it is yeah but yeah it has like removable parts and like the landing gear and it just i don't know i was like yeah cool so someone's working on a telltale style vampire the masquerade role-playing game someone it's interesting that they chose art from the console no no no. did you even read this the title it's the makers of the narrative adventure me and the council are ah, working cool. on it. I assume it's because maybe people wouldn't be familiar with the title of the studio ah, immediately. Okay. And so they just, but I don't know why they would say someone. That seems like a very. Hold on a second. I thought this was already. What? News. I don't know. Is this a, for the tabletop? No. Oh, this has already been news. Why are they... No, no, no. This is something else. This is coming out in 2021. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines is getting a sequel. They announced this a few months ago. Mm, I thought that this is... No, this is the one that's... Oh, 2021. But I think they're talking about... Are you sure this is the same one that they announced? Because they're talking about... I... Because they announced one, they announced one, and then this is, like, something else, I thought. Maybe. Maybe it's something d- different. I'm confused. Because this this was, oh, more, yeah, more details about it. So they may have already announced it, but maybe they just announced, like, what studio is going to be working on. I don't know. Well, cool. I thought people might be interested since we're familiar with the studio. Even though we never got to finish that game. Well, maybe we will one day. NBC is making a sitcom based on esports. Great. Oh, is it starring this guy? No, no, no. It's, here's what's like the cringiest part about this to me is that it's being developed by the Big Bang Theory people. Oh, so it's just. It's called be... The Squad, Mari. Is it going to have, like, five, four guys and then one token girl and they all make jokes about how she's a gamer girl and how special she is for being a gamer girl? Yeah. Maybe she'll even wear a skirt. And then all the other guys will make extremely specific jokes about video games, but it's not even a joke. It's just them naming video games and everyone starts laughing. I'm not your healer. I'm your sniper. I'm here to destroy stereotypes. You mean like Mercy from Overwatch? Mercy's a healer. And then everyone just goes, ha ha oh, ha, oh. ha 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 ha. World of Warcraft classic. Ha uh-huh. ha 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 ha. And you're like, but what was the joke? You just said things. Yeah. What's your costume? The Doppler effect. Ha 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 ha. But there wasn't a. There, there was no pun. There was you just said it. Yeah. My costume. That's the my costume. Effect. So, and they're not the only people that are working on a esports like sitcom pilot, either. 
I think NBC and was it CBS? Like, there's two networks that are gonna that are working on them because like when I saw this story, they were talking about another one too. Great. So we can just sit there and look at it and be ashamed of who we are because this was made. Yeah, it's about, it follows a group of friends finding companionship and common ground in their mutual love of competitive esports. Wait, wait. So here's my question. Are these just people that watch esports? Oh, God, no. That's worse. Like, they watch esports. They don't actually... Well, not like I'm saying that, like... It'll probably be, like, two of them are you know what it's gonna people, be? and one of them's, like, wants to be... I don't know. Is this going to be, like, the league, but for esports? I bet you the whole, like, first episode is going to be about them accepting the girl into their esports clique because they're kind of sexist, but then realize that she's better at them. I don't know. That games. sounds like episode four material. I don't no, know. No, it's probably episode one about like how the gang gets together and it's oh, like, boy. oh, we, we were wrong wait, about you. Wait, wait. What if they? What if it starts when they're kids and it shows the boys like playing together and then they're like, oh, this girl's stupid. They're gonna have really ham-fisted social justice in this. Yeah. Like to the point where you think, no, you're making it worse. Yeah. You're making it worse now. You're somehow have made it worse. Mm-hmm. But then. At the same time, after they do the social justice, they'll make a sexist joke. I know it. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, so apparently, so Fortnite, the second whatever, mm-hmm. the new Fortnite mm-hmm. is here. But apparently in, I guess, like the... I have not played Fortnite, but basically what this article is talking about is how, like, a bunch of people... Fortnite Chapter 2, like, when they got in their, like, first match, I think, um, they, people were all like, oh, like, I won, like, or, like, I got all these kills, like, blah, 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 and then everyone was like, wait a second, like, how did we all do so well? And so they did some testing, and it looks like the matches had a pervasive number of bots, um, this one person. I think that's just to get you hooked. Yeah, well, because it's like, oh, <clears throat> you gotta have a taste of winning, kid. Mm-hmm. No, it's no fun if you suck at games. You Don't you want to win? You just a wanna, little bit. You want to win. But, like, this one person who was, like, who did the testing, they were saying that out of, like, 100 people, it was about 10 real people and 90 bots. Allie A. OMG, it's Allie A uh, at Twitter. Yeah. So. Oof. That's a lot of bots. I wonder why. A bot? A toxic friend? Who even knows that? Um, so, yeah. So now people are trying to share ways that you can play with, like, and determine whether the people that you're playing with are real people or bots. <laughs> so. Google says you might have to wait to play Stadia, even if you pre-ordered. <clears throat> play Stadia anywhere, except you can't. Founders Editions and Premier Editions will be sent on first-come, first-served basis. So basically what happened is they sold Founders Editions. Mm-hmm. They ran out of Founders Editions. So then they started opening pre, uh, pre-orders for the pre-me- premier editions. Mm. But even if you ordered the founder's edition first, you might not get it. That just... 
You, so be, they had pre-orders to make sure, you know. Yeah, We know course. how much to get. Yeah. They don't have enough. So, it, by the way, okay, so those shelled out $130 for a Founders Edition, which... From what I can understand, this is an all-cloud-based thing. I don't... Okay. We get to play right away. When the company announced it was replacing the sold-out Founders Edition with new Premiere Editions earlier today, the question was, would Premiere Edition buyers get to play on November 19th, too? Today, Google tells The Verge that neither set of buyers will necessarily be able to play at 9 a.m. PT on November 19th, the moment that Stadia launches. Because Google's shipping out kits in the order they were received, and the new Premiere Edition apparently won't have shipped by that date. <laughs> Google pointed us at its blog post from the last week, and sure enough, it technically, <laughs> technically says that founders... Oh, this is on The Verge, by the way. It technically says that Founders Editions will only start arriving on November 19th, and you might only get to play starting at 9 a.m. PT that day if you're one of the first gamers. Gamers. Yeah. To if you're one of the first gamers, you're not a person. You're one of you're the a first gamer. gamers who pre-ordered. But what you get with the Founders Edition is a controller and a dongle that plugs into your TV. Does that include, a, like, a year of, of... Hold on. I want to know what's in the Founders Edition. Because if it's just a controller and a dongle, that can't be. It has to, like, come with, like, I don't know, a, a year a year subscription, right? I don't, I don't even understand. Like... You, you, you play it. Remember when they... <laughs> Remember when they were trying to show it? And they're like, they're... look at the jump. And he's like, beep. And like two seconds later, he's like, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So I don't, here's what I don't understand. I've literally watched whole videos about it. And I still am like, you think this is going to work? Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. So we were talking about this earlier too. I don't understand how. How in holy hell you're going to get streaming, like, with the internet? Like, I, I, understand, I understand streaming. It's not that. I'm just not articulating myself. But Here's like, the thing. You're saving money because you're not buying a video game console. Instead, you're buying a $150 controller and a dongle on your on your TV and, and then, then you're paying and then a subscription and then $100 a month if you want an internet fast enough and then a premium on top of that so you can have unlimited data cuz you're going to run out of it if you're streaming at 4K. So really you're only paying what two hundred and fifty dollars a year plus buying the games on it. So are you really saving any money? See, <laughs> and this is what I don't get is that like for certain things I'm like, okay, yeah, subscription makes sense. Like, yes, I would rather have a subscription to Netflix rather than buy every single fucking movie and show that I want to see. But like with games, uh. Record with the tap. Okay. It's not showing me anything. <sighs> that's all you get. That's that's what you get. I, I'm willing to bet 28 cents that when these ship, there's going to be massive problems. It's yeah. all going to be broken. 
And then when it and when people buy games on their platform in order to have them forever and this doesn't like work out, they're going to drop the platform, drop um, services and, and support, support and you're not going to have that game anymore. Yeah. Why why would because they have a history of doing that with everything they do. Well, like what I what I really don't get is like why people want this because like you need fast, stable internet for this to work. Yeah. And that's not a guarantee anywhere. We pay for really good internet. Sometimes it just doesn't work. Remember we didn't have internet for like two months and I had to figure out ways while having a nervous breakdown to get videos out? Yeah. And like, I, yeah, do you, I remember like, you know, it's like we would like go to upload a video and it would take like all day or like a whole two day. days. Yeah. yeah. And I would call them and I'd be like, something's wrong. They're like, we don't know. And I was like, listen, figure it out, please. Like, what please. do you mean? Like, we don't. We don't know. We don't know. Like, yeah. no, when we test your internet, it's fine. I'm like, for the 7,000th time, it is not the download, it's the upload. Until finally, they fixed it because the wires outside of our building were broken. I was like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Trying so hard to be polite every single time. Do you understand what a megabyte is? I'm like, Yes. I understand what a megabyte is. <sighs> anyway, Fallout 76 is now selling a $100 annual membership. Speaking of subscription services that so, are overpriced. A game I bought at launch thinking it was going to be fun. I buy it. It's $60 of my money. And it's they say future DLC is going to be paid by the microtransactions. Meh. I'm like, meh. But all D future DLC will be free mm -hmm. and funded by the microtransactions. Okay. Uh-oh. Your game is trash and nothing works and everyone's bored? Hmm. That kind of sucks. Uh, and you literally ruined everything about your launch, including the collector's edition and everything? Wow. Do you remember the, the canvas bag? Yeah. The plastic bag? Yeah. And then the and then influencers got a free canvas bag. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well now they're saying, would you like to get a hundred dollar annual membership to Fallout seventy six, even though the DLC that's actually gonna have human NPCs in it is not gonna come out until next year? Doesn't make any fucking sense. Fallout thirteen dollars a month or a hundred dollars a year. You still don't have to pay to play Fallout 76, so what the heck does this membership even get you? Here's the official rundown. Private worlds. So you can have a private world where just you can play by yourself. Well, or and, you your can play, and your friends. Or yeah. you can play, Yeah, well, I was going to get to that. Oh, sorry. It's cool. Um, you or a few of your other friends, instead of just having to play with the randos, Scrapbox. Great. So you can play the game... You get 1,650 abs per month to use in the Atomic Shop. Oh, my God. Do you remember the, like, absolutely crazy prices where they were like, hey, would you like, like, a sticker? It's going to be, like, 500 atoms. That's $5. Yeah. For nothing. It was awful. I don't understand. And you get an outfit. 
I remember when I said, guys, this game's going to be bad. And they're like, you don't know. And I'm like, I do know. I definitely know that it's going to be bad. What's this? Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely 100% going to be bad. Please. <laughs> and it was. But Outer Worlds is supposed to be cool. Yeah, and, like, it sucks because it's, like, I know... I know that people can, like, enjoy and have fun with stuff like this, but, like, my God, they... I feel like with some of these, like, subscription services, it's, like, you can just really... And, like, microtransactions and stuff, you can just really, like, feel, like, them squeezing you for, like, you know, like... Why create a good game and just have people buy it and be able to play it when we could charge them a subscription or, like, put all these microtransactions in there for, like, things that are actually really crucial and so then we can just, like, squeeze every drop of money out of them that we can. And, like, I understand it from, like, a business perspective. I do. But at the same time, it's just, like, you know, if you're going to do something like that, like a subscription model or microtransactions. Like you have to have it be something of value that people are getting for it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. I feel you. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know. Goodbye. Wait, is that the podcast? Wait. Uh, oh, no, we were gonna we, we were gonna answer some questions. Hold on. Oh, questions. I have a couple questions. Question Q&A. Yeah, because people were like, why are your podcasts so short? And I was like, we should just throw in some questions because then we can talk about random shit and not have to find a bajillion topics. So, um, ba -ba 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 -ba. we talked about Fallout. Oh, okay. What are some games or types of games for date nights if you have like a gaming or non-gaming partner man of medan was a good one that's actually the first one that i was gonna like games like that i feel well especially i assume that you want to have simultaneously inclusion but also downtime to touch each other possible yes i feel the scary game oh i'm so scared hello let me hold you so a couple things about couple cool things about Man of Madonna, I feel like, too, is because you're past... If you're doing couch co-op, mm -hmm. you're literally passing the controller back and forth. And the other one has their hands free. Yeah. Yeah. And the controls in that game are pretty basic. Mm -hmm. So, like, if your partner doesn't play games or, like, whoever you're playing with, if they're not really a gamer, I feel like they can still have fun because you're mostly just, like, oh, guiding movement and, like, pressing mm -hmm. buttons and... Mm -hmm. um, well, um, Mario Kart, Mario Party. I love Mario, Mario Party. Party. I, know. I like Mario yeah. Party. No one ever wants to play the 50-turn one, but I do. <laughs> I want to play. I want to sit here for three hours and, and then play have Mario it all Party. be random luck who wins. Yes, exactly. Because that's what drives the anger, the fear, the power, the lust, mm. the strength, the weakness. I, you never know what's going to happen. I think David Cage games are fun to play with a friend because oh, yeah. they are so ridiculous. And also because you can talk about, like, the decisions that you're making. Yeah, you can choose what you think you want to do. Yeah, and I feel like having those kinds of choices as opposed to, like, oh, let's just, like... Shoot everything? One person's going to, like, shoot a bunch of things, and then the other person's going to shoot a bunch of things. One thing I would say not to do is if she says she is a gamer on her OKCupid... Okay I'm talking about myself and the 
third person. Oh, If she okay. says she's a gamer on her profile <laughs> and you think, wow, she's a gamer, finally I can have someone who's not going to complain at me for playing video games all the time. And not paying attention. And not paying to attention her. to her. Well, let me invite her over. Oh, can, do you want to just sit there and watch me play Fortnite and watch me play Rocket League and you just sit there and do nothing? Okay, the problem is not the video games. Yeah. It's you. God. So don't play some boring-ass game that's just you playing the game. Don't play Call of Duty. Don't, unless you're playing together. Unless you're playing together co-op. Yeah. But... <clears throat> Um, Oxen Free, I feel like, is a good one to mm-hmm. play with a friend. Because yeah. that's another one that, like, doesn't really require... Um, I, I'm, like, thinking about, like, games that, like, somebody who doesn't have, like, maybe a ton of skill could, like, easily pick up and enjoy. Or somebody who doesn't know anything about games. Because it's easier for people to get involved if there's a story. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I guess along the vein of Man of Madonna, of course, there's... There's Until Dawn, mm-hmm. our perennial mm-hmm. fave. Um, what else? Any David Cage game, honestly, they're all trash, and I love them. Yeah, they're they're maybe very... Super Seducer, honestly. Oh my god! <laughs> honestly, maybe Super Seducer. Yeah, I feel like if you're the type of people that like to sass back and forth about stuff like that, those like those like simulator games are always really fun. Because it's like, oh, we're in a sh- situation. What are we going to do about it? Uh, that would actually be, like, a really fun game to play with somebody. Although, I don't know, depending on what they say, you know, you could get yourself in a little bit of hot water. If one person's like, yeah, we should totally do this, and you're like... No, then you know it's over, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. So it saves you some time. Yes. Actually, that should be, like, required playing for new couples. Yeah. No. Everybody has to go through the paces of Super Seducer 1 and 2 to to see if your relationship can stand up to the trials. Super Seducer 3, when? When? When is it happening? I tweeted about it the other day, and I was like, please, when is Super Seducer 3? And someone was like, Richard Luna, when? And he says, oh, not anytime soon, and I almost died. Mm. I basically just was contemplated, like, is life worth living if Super Seducer 3 is not coming out? Mm-hmm. And it's not. Because <laughs> he said there's going to be lesbian and gay dating, and I want to know what he has to say. I am very curious. I need to know. I, need to I know. have to know. Next question. Okay. How do y'all feel about female protagonists in games wearing high heels? I think it depends if the high heels are weaponized. Like Bayonetta. Like Bayonetta. Or if they're in an environment where wearing high heels would be a passable choice. Yeah. Like if they're a scientist. Most scientists for real are not going to wear high heels to work because their feet are going to hurt because they have to walk around all day. Or like a nurse. And like a nurse, <laughs> I can I can like if she's a female assassin and her heels are knives to murder people, mm-hmm. I can I can get behind that because mm-hmm. it's video game. But if you're having a serious game, yeah, yeah that, if it's a serious realistic game that you're like, this is like whatever we're doing, it's it's very well, serious. Like, these and decisions real. need to like have some weight and like. Where everything is realistic, now she's wearing 
ballet shoes and just walking on point as just as if it's normal. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, I feel that the reason why this happens is men don't realize the severity of what high heels are. And so they think women can just wear them and it's fine. Yeah. I think or like Or like running in them for like any extended period of time. You can technically do it. It trashes your legs. It, I wonder, I think that's what it is when it, it's a male lead dev and they don't understand what high heels are. I think they just don't get it. And I think from now on, it should be mandatory that all male video game developers have to wear women's clothes for a week. <laughs> To work and to do all the things they need to do, including high heels, if they want their female characters to wear this. If they wear the clothes, high heels and everything, and have to do things outside and do everything that they have to do for a week, you can do whatever you want. That's it. You can can have them have their butthole out, and I can't complain because you wore the clothes. So I'm, like, pretty good at wearing high heels and, like, walking in them. I will say that if it's, like, a four-inch high heel, Mm -hmm. like, even going, like, through an entire day in those is hard. And, like, I... And I'm not... I think high heels can be, like, really sexy and empowering for a video game character, so it's not like I'm saying you should never wear them. But, like, Ellie in The Last of Us is not going to be running around in high heels. It just doesn't make any sense. So I'm, like, totally cool with people wearing them. And, like, especially if it's, like, a game where you're not meant to take things, like, exactly seriously. Like, even, like, Overwatch, like, some of the characters wear high heels. I'm, like, looking at her right now. Mm-hmm. Like. But the even, yeah, the characters in that game wear high heels, but it's also a ridiculous game where well, that's people what I'm float saying. around, so I don't care. Well, and it's, like, all, it's, like, very stylized, and it's very clear that, like, these are not, you know, if... What if Kara in Detroit Become Human was, like, wearing high heels all over the place? I see that where I disagree in that she's a robot, so maybe she's specifically designed to wear high heels. I don't know. I mean, I guess... That's the... It has to make sense. You know what? It doesn't have to do anything. I don't know. I don't... When when we trust men to have it make sense, though, I just think of Kojima and Quiet, and, like, that made sense. Technically, it did. Technically, it made... There was a reason. We all felt really bad. That and at we the same time, I'm totally okay with Miranda being a very sexual being. You know why? Because she was designed to be perfect, and that was what she considered to be the most important thing about her. She thought her body was the most important thing about her, so she always wanted to show it off because everyone told her, Your body is perfect. That's your entire personality. Until finally she was like, Wait, wait is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, have, do you have any predictions or comments on the upcoming Dragon Age game? I feel like we talked about this maybe a couple months ago. Um, I'm going to kick Solus's ass. <laughs> He's going to be there and I'm going to get pissed. Mm-hmm. And I need him to explain to me why he broke up with me. And not just avoid the question like he did in the Trespasser DLC. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. I think that's it. That's all I can predict. That's it. That's the tweet. 
Yeah, that's the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tweet. I'm big mad. Yeah. I there are a lot of things leading up. I think they're going to finally open up the door to let all all the old gods back in. Solus is going to try to merge the the world that we are in and the Fade together because a long time ago they were both used to be one and that's why he gets so upset about everything. Mm-hmm. So he's going to try and merge the worlds together. Everyone's going to die. I think that the reason the Blight exists is to kill all the Blighted Dragons and each of the dragons have a part of the sealed away elven gods in them, which is going to open an alluvian to where they are sealed inside. Mm. It makes sense, and it's going to happen, and your other guys are like, what are you talking about? Trust me. <laughs> That's what it is, because there's two dragons. The number of dragons that are who get the blight, are the same number of missing elven gods. Mm-hmm. So it's related. And there's doors. I have a whole series about it. I don't even <laughs> remember everything. Also, Sarah is a god too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. The end. Um, and last question. We'll end on a light one. What's uh, one of your favorite childhood memories? Uh, or, like, a funny childhood memory. I don't like these questions, because then I have to think about it. So oh. I'm not going to answer the question. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't like I don't like when people are like, what about you? No. It's over. You don't remember anything funny from your childhood. Okay. I probably do, but I just don't want to go into the vault. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll share one of mine, because I've actually already... I've shared it on the channel before. Um, it was the Star Wars kid thing. Oh, yeah. The... Okay, so um, when I was a teenager, first of all, I was definitely one of those teenagers who, like, played make-believe, like, after everybody else stopped playing make-believe. And, like, now as an adult, I'm like, oh, this, like, doesn't really seem as much, like, a big deal. But, like, when you're a teenager, I feel like you become acutely aware of the time at which everybody else stops using their imagination. Um, So this one time I was, like... My grandparents lived in the same neighborhood as my parents, and so I was at their house, and I was outside, and I had, like, a broomstick, and I was, like, basically pretending that I had, like, a sword and was, like, being a super badass, Mm -hmm. and was, like, running around in the driveway and stuff, and uh, this kid that I had a crush on who, like, lived down the street, like, walked up, and he was like, what are you doing? And it was really embarrassing, and I had, like, and there was, like... What if he was really into it and you didn't know? It's possible. He probably still thinks about it to this day. About how you I mean, we, we dated and, like, slept together at one point. So okay, clearly, so then it worked. So it clearly didn't put him off okay, of me Okay, so forever. maybe that's what worked, though. Maybe that's what You're, worked. You've been remembering this as this embarrassing thing. It was really but embarrassing. But that's what actually worked. If yeah. you guys dated and also you... Sealed the deal with sex. You sealed the deal. If you got the sex mm-hmm. after showing him your sweet lightsaber skills, Whom. dude, Whom. guys, Stacy did it. She showed off her sweet lightsaber skills and she got sex. Yeah. So if you did did it and failed, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you know, loser. Sounds like execution 
fail. Sounds you know? like your lightsaber skills suck. Yeah. You know who I bet who got a lot of sex? Star Wars kid. Star Wars kid? <laughs> Real Star Wars kid? Mm. I bet a lot of... I th- this I, is, like, before Star Wars Kid even happened, which is, like, wild to me. I guess we're all just losers. <laughs> it reminds me of... So, we got lightsabers, my partner and I. We went to Galaxy's Edge and got our lightsabers made, and I asked them, have you ever, you know, had yourself with a stick pretending to be... A, a Jedi, like, doing what you were doing? Yeah. And they said, no one's ever caught me. <laughs> Wait, who was, the, who said this? Johnny. Oh. Nice. <laughs> no one's ever caught me? Well, then clearly you don't have enough confidence in your skills. You gotta put yourself out there. You gotta be like, listen up. I've seen them now, though. Yeah. I've seen them. <laughs> and let me tell you, sex happened. <laughs> you fell for it? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I like to uh, threaten them with a lightsaber mm-hmm. and make them do things. Good. I like to take the lightsaber and be like... And shove it up his ass? Okay, stop. <laughs> <laughs> you were the one who like couldn't immediately put words to what you were doing with the lightsaber. <laughs> I just filled in the blanks. It does not go I know that's what you were thinking. anything. It lights up. Okay. I don't know how they feel about details happening. It doesn't go in the butt. Just, sorry, just to be clear, sorry. there's no butts happening. Did I misgender? I apologize. <laughs> no, nobody got misgendered. Oh. But I do like to threaten them with the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking about it. And I like to change the kyber crystals mm-hmm. to red. Mm. So that I'm the evil Sith. The bad one? You're the bad one. They just go along with it, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think they're really into it, but I am. Mm-hmm. So. There you go. There you go. Peek into my world. Yep. Well, I think that about does it for us today. So you want to tell people where they can find you? No. Okay. No. <laughs> you can find me at Geek Remix on Twitter, Instagram, but mostly Twitter. Um, and you can find me at Geek Remix a lot on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr. Thanks for support. Oh, and you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash geekremix. Oh, yeah. We uh, accidentally recorded a porn game without really realizing it was full-on actual porn. Yeah, we thought it was just going to kind of be, like, saucy, like, naughty. Like, naughty, but but it just full-out... A fully rendered vagina and penis and things happening. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, there's buttholes, there's... What, what a, a tiny anus was that? Oh my what god! Were the words Her that tiny were... anus beckoned. <laughs> <laughs> the writing is so cringe. Anyway, so we can't do anything with this aside from put it on Patreon and torment our patrons with it. So yeah, like we saw it, so you do have to so now. You, now you have to because we have commentary for it. So it's like, what are we gonna do with it now? You have to watch it now. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.